1: Retire your overplayed playlists. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy, homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Good morning, Pop Chasers, and happy Tuesday, January 11th. It is the first day, the inaugural episode of the weekly Pop Chaser, and I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to kick it off with none other than my friend Kelly, who is joining us again back by popular demand. Yay. Hi, guys. (laughs) And uh, we are going to go through the biggest headlines in entertainment together. You guys, there's so much to talk about this weekend, the good, the bad. Uh, But Kelly, I want to kick it off on a light note um, and ask you a question. Last week, we talked about what, if you could dispense any type of a liquid from your pointer finger, what would it be? And you said a Diet Coke. Right. Uh, this, This week, I would love to ask you your childhood bedroom walls, who was on it? Oh, um, Jasmine from Aladdin.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. Yep. And then okay. a giant life-size, um, like sticker decal that my dad put up, um, that I thought he painted on my wall for probably five
1: years. Um, I love that Jasmine. We love her. Have you seen the, did you see the most recent Aladdin remake? Um, I actually have not, I don't think you need to don't, I was going to ask if it ruined it. I saw though.
0: beauty and the beast, uh, but I did not see Aladdin.
1: You don't need to. Huh. You, know, okay, you maybe can skip that have. one.
0: Well, and I forgot to say that I had a big Jonathan Taylor Thomas poster as well.
1: Oh, okay. Well that I will say that is kind of more of what I was going for. Oh, but I you even, can't like little kid. <laughs> I don't think I ever had any like boy like I didn't have any of that my room actually was like childhood like little ballerina until I was like Mm. 16 so I like kind of skipped over it I also like I I think my parents just kept me as a child as long as they could
0: did you like when you went to the 16 room did you try to like make it like very um you know
1: adults like have like throw pillows and things of that nature i think what i did is i went i made it light purple and i had like um a comforter that was like a moody like black and white checker print that was kind of weird and and abstract and i was like this this represents me and who i am uh and it didn't really but it's like it was so funny how like purple was a personality when you were a teenager.
0: Oh, yeah, I was big. Like what your favorite color,
1: your favorite color was your personality. Like the pink girls, like the pink girls are the pink girls and the purple girls are the purple girls. And then there was always the girl that was like, actually, my favorite color is blue. And I hand to God swear, those are the girls that also say that they are they have more guy friends than girlfriends nowadays. They're cool, they're cool girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not a girl's girl. Are the same girls that said their favorite color was blue as a kid. Exactly. And exactly. that might be controversial, but. I guarantee there's science behind it, Um, Kelly. You were just telling me before we came on here that you are watching Sex Lives of College Girls. I am. I'm absolutely obsessed. It's the best show. Do you have a problem though? And this is what I have a problem with. I think you and I are about like the same way through in like four, four or five episodes, and I can't unsee Timothy Chalamet and his sister. I actually
0: totally agree with you they look identical identical they really
1: do. when um have you seen the episode when they go out to dinner during parents weekends okay that's not a spoiler but she wears like a dress like a really pretty like sequiny dress and I honestly looked at her and I was like that's Timothy <laughs> in a dress oh my god that's
0: actually so it's actually very very funny um because they do look exactly the same but the show is just like everything I loved about college, just like all embodied into one. And I just, I think it's so great. Don't you
1: just love um, like being a freshman and having those people that are just like the gals that can come into your room that you welcome with open arms and <laughs> it's so communal. That's what Kelly and I were for each other when she accepted me.
0: Yeah, after I met Allie Cat in the bathroom, one night where um, I pushed her against a wall um, because she was, because <laughs> that's the way I was trying to show my love and excitement to see her, but she was terrified of me. After that, we were cool. Yes.
1: Um, oh, it's such a good show though. And I love all of the girls. Like I go back and forth.
0: I know. I totally go back and forth. I'm like a huge Bella fan. Cause I just think she's freaking hysterical so funny. Mm-hmm. everything she says I literally cannot even take but I literally laughed out loud so loud at the part where which I don't even know why I don't even think this was the funniest part but when the boyfriend breaks up with her and he's like sitting there
1: with his Harry McGee
0: like hairy ass chest just like sitting on the couch and he's like, I uh but I think I forgot my toothbrush <laughs> and all the girls are like put a shirt on get the fuck out of here like I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> I love it, it literally it, it is so funny it's so fun to like just pretend like you're right back in that moment and it, it's really good okay. and Layton, I do think that the like the Layton and her friends, like her friends, like completely being assholes. As her dad said. I think that part's funny too. Yeah, it
1: is. My um, I remember driving down freshman year to college and my dad goes, you know, you're never going to talk to your high school friends ever again. And I was like, what are you talking about? They're my life. And he's like, I swear to God, you will never speak to those people again. And he's not wrong. I talked to three of them. I speak to one and
0: I had a boyfriend going into college and I remember when I was driving down there I said mom give me my phone I think my boyfriend texted at the time texted me and my dad literally took my phone from my mom handing it to me and says stop talking to him he's (laughs) done with you If only I would have listened to if only you would have listened
1: to dad, then um, yeah, I it is so funny because I remember I was so mad and I was like, I'm gonna prove you wrong. And then he was dead ass, right? But you know, I'd never say that to him. Uh okay, so let's get into I mean it's a terrible transition, but should we just get right into it? Um I mean, we all know it at this point, but we did lose as everybody has been calling him America's dad. Bob Saget died at 65. Terrible transition. I said, I'm not, I wasn't going to, I'm not trying to sugarcoat that one. Uh, dead at 65 at the time of this recording, we still don't know what happened. Um, but they said there was no drug use or foul play evident. So I don't sure, know.
0: but do we know, and I am, I am so sorry, but by trade, I am just an investigator. I just want to get to the bottom of things. I'm a, a diehard Dateline fan. You know, I need to know what's going on. Do we know, and I tried to, to do a quick Google search before I got on here, what he was doing at the hotel. He is on tour for his comedy show. So this was the, where he was stationed. Yes. Okay. Okay. So he okay. had like
1: just done a show, I think like truly like the day before I went on his Instagram, which is always so grim when you go oh, on just a celebrity's so, Instagram. After but you they can't die. help
0: it. You can't help it. You and have to He had to posted
1: something like, 15 hours prior. So, and it was like a very normal, like he had a great, I had a great time performing for so-and-so. So I don't know, very sad. I think like, it's so interesting to see like people impacted. I was kind of bracing myself for like the personal essays of like, you know, I, we lost America's dad, but you know, it meant more, he meant more to me than my own father kind of things. But I do think that it is interesting. And like the impact that Bob Saget had on people uh but I ask you this Kelly like who is like America's dad now like I think Bob Saget is one of those people that like we didn't realize Ooh, that one hurts a bit and we were trying to talk about we were talking about it at the dip with the team like who is like America's dad I came up with Tom Hanks.
0: Tom Hanks is a good one I I do kind of agree with that um Think that it's like <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So let's say like it's not necessarily like if the, I just if they died. Like Barack
0: Obama. <laughs> yeah. It's not if
1: they died. It's like if something bad happened, you would be like hit hard. And it was like when Tom got Corona, you, it, it felt like per- so personal and so. I mean, he was also like the first person. He was. I think maybe patient zero. I don't know. Um, and then That's like very true. We always talk about like if. Barack and Michelle, may they never break up that like that would feel like you're I mean, honestly, it would be I'm I am saying this and I will I'm not even trying to be funny. If Barack Obama and Michelle Obama broke up, divorced, separated, I actually would be more upset than if my own parents did.
0: I I'm mean, not even it, trying to be funny like I'm
1: being dead serious like I would have said like the writing was on the wall for Patty and Mitch but for <laughs> Michelle and Barack I wouldn't I saw a few fights after hours <laughs> I knew it was coming <laughs> no
0: way I I totally I'm glad that you agree with me because I was actually thinking that that was such a wild answer that I No, was that's a good say, one but but it just it does you feel their love and you feel like the funny like I don't know aspect of Barack and just I, when he was talking about like them being in quarantine and like the boyfriends over and like mm-hmm. whatever and I was just like I could just totally relate Can I get you
1: imagine quarantining and then with your girlfriend's family and that family being the Obamas <laughs> <laughs> literally it would be such a hoot
0: I feel like it, would, it would be cute. so fun so much fun but I just feel like I just would like to say one thing that I just noted about the Bob Saget death um which you know really sad for lots of reasons but I mean Bob Saget had a lot of different um you know, seasons of his life, I guess I'll say, Um, you know, the full house one was one. And then he got kind of a little dark as far as in the comedy world for a Mm -hmm. little bit. So that that was interesting. But what I wanted to say is that um, who knew John Mayer was such a close friend? Oh, did he say something? Oh, he said the most what did he say? Let me look it up. Moving tribute. Really? I, I will tell my children about you. I will
1: take you with me for the rest of my life. I will never forget you. I was just
0: taking it back oh, by
1: that. I guess longtime friend I'm seeing. I didn't know that either.
0: Me neither.
1: Here, Randy. I'm taking you with me. Oh my God! I will. That's. I. It is sad. You know, like I will be honest. Like the dark side of me immediately wanted to see what like all the kids were saying. The Tanner family, right? And it is well, obviously crazy.
0: Candace had something to say stat. Um, Aunt Becky, I didn't see. Um, you know, have much to say just yet. Yeah,
1: I think she's still maybe keeping a low profile. <laughs> but I do wonder, like, will Mary Kate and Ashley speak out? Like. John Stamos was really sad.
0: Oh, they did already? I think they did. I saw a picture. I'm not sure exactly what they said, but I did see that he put up a picture of them too. And I thought there was a little quote at the bottom. But um, John Stamos was really
1: sad. I know. I mean, he said he was like gutted and oh, oh they okay so the twin said bob was the most loving compassionate and generous man you're deeply saddened that he is no longer with us but know that he will continue to be by our side to guide us as gracefully as he always has i'm so glad they said something because the way they've turned their back on that franchise i don't i don't want them to be on fuller house that show was god awful god awful but um like i just like they could like show a little effort and i know that they've put the acting thing a little behind emotion them. just in
0: general just anything, anything just yeah i can we get the most flash of the, smile the most emotion
1: love? i've seen is during mary kate's zoom divorce when that screenshot leaked and she had a black turtleneck on from the row and she looked so good <laughs> and there was just a glint in her eye because she was free she, they are like the most
0: stoic. i can't i did they just like Go in cahoots together and agree, like, all right, we're done smiling. If you freaking smile, we're done with each other. So, no smiling.
1: It is so funny. One thing that I remember so vividly is like, they're when they do like a red carpet or an appearance, which is like far and few between these days. And to be fair, like, I totally, like, that's fine. It's just so rare that we have a, a child star who stays famous, but goes to like such a different sector that you just don't see them often because they're like killing it with their fashion. Right. Got like elizabeth olsen who's kind of taken up the helm of like the acting side of the fam uh but but one time they said that they say the word prune when they're they're getting photographed the word prune and that's how they get the lip purse oh that is prune. fascinating and because it's I'm like shocked. they don't smile but it's just like a little slightly open prune that they let people in on that i know that's- i know I th- I think I was obsessed with them oh my god the thing like if you want to talk about childhood like if I had things on my wall it would have been anything Mary Kate and Ashley I'm not even kidding I loved it I mean I could just I honestly
0: probably could still tell you all of holiday in the sun lines. I literally
1: love it I think passport that's why Paris. okay but which one's better passport yeah. to Paris or um holiday, holiday in the sun
0: Liked Holiday in the Sun because it was always my dream to go to Atlantis. Atlantis, <laughs> yes.
1: So, okay, I feel the same way. I do think there are two types of people in this world, and it's those that are Mary Kate and Ashley. Passport to Paris is the best, and then Holiday in the Sun is the best. I'm also a Holiday in the Sun, and I like I will defend it because that is yeah. like, it's a yes passport to Paris. They're solving the water, cri- the dirty water crisis. I mean, they were Aaron Brockovich over here, <laughs> but then you've got. Um, Holiday in the Sun, where they're literally dealing with an artifact smuggling ring in it was. foreign territory. It was wild. But honestly, I think that
0: my my top favorite one is Our Lips Are Seal. I loved that one. The Australia one. Yeah, it with, was when they were in so with, with tech. I, I loved, loved it. it. I loved that. So, I mean, I loved all of them. I really did. So, I do kind of feel a little bit of grief. That they're not, um, you know.
1: I, I grieve them. I wish that they would come back and be a little, little fun. Remember the thrill of like at the end of each movie, they would throw a dart at a map to see where they would go next. Yes, I loved oh it.
0: Gosh, what an so unlocked good. memory.
1: Um, okay, you guys, we do want to talk a little bit. Let's talk Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So this was a huge episode that came out on Sunday. This is also following, I I spoke a little bit about the reunion at the end of last week, but I did not know at the time that Mary M. Cosby did not show at the reunion. Andy revealed it after they had filmed. Uh, And that kind of seems like she's off the show. So she's going to go the same way as LVP. um, What's her name? Adrian Maloof, the Maloof hoof. yes. And somebody else, I can't remember who else didn't show.
0: At the reunion.
1: I believe he was a big one. She was the big one. Randy. No, I think Brandy. Oh, Denise, I mean, Denise, Denise. Oh, Denise. Denise, Denise duh. Um, no, Denise always showed. They
0: did the Zoom one. I don't think she showed on the last. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're right. She yeah. did show on the last one. You're right. I think, right. that
1: mind. Mary, this is like, it kind of, okay. Like, I go back and forth. I love when people have to, like, be held accountable and address the things that they've said, but Mary will never like, she doesn't live in reality. So I'm honestly like, okay with it because it would have just been a very frustrating experience. So I, I would rather channel all my frustrations on watching Jen Shaw dodge accusations and bullets <laughs> left and right. And not the whole, like, Mary saying, like, she isn't a cult leader. She I didn't con- do this. She didn't do that because she she just, like, you know, and shaking her head, like, spastically. I do completely agree.
0: It was, it would never be clear. Um, You know, it wouldn't be like, oh, my God, she said such and such. Like, it, it just would be chaotic energy from the get-go. She would never answer a question. And honestly, I'm so sorry I'm going to say this, but, like, I don't really find, like, of disagreeing about religion entertaining because it's just you're not going to get to it the Never. other person no. so it's like what what no one's right no one's wrong I mean people that are impersonating God like you can tell them all the live long day they're not God they're still gonna think that they're God like right. it it doesn't matter so it's just I'd rather just focus in on I don't know the federal case at hand
1: <laughs> I do think too like what we're forgetting is like every single one of these women is some type of religion that like has its own shit to deal with. So it's just kind of like, but like throwing stones at glass houses and you're right. You're never going to like, what is Mary going to go? You're right. Ma- you're right. Um, Jenny, I run a cult and I'm going to say it on this couch. Like she's never going right. to say, she's never going to like, nothing's going to come from it. She has her whole life is wrapped up is this church. Um, and the, I am a little confused as to why on the church topic, they're like
0: honing in on very interesting portions of the church topic and not the fact that, I don't know, it was released that she told everyone that they were cheap and not donating enough on her birthday and that she was screaming about how fat everybody was. Like, those are things that actually happen. Like, why are they focusing on that? On I, know, that?
1: I know. I know. Whatever. They really... The things that these women narrow in on fascinate me. Case in point, Jen on that bus. I it to makes Zion.
0: literally no sense at all. I I'm very confused. And it's very confusing on top of that, why everybody's making such a mockery of the fact that they were deja vu just in the same bus and the FBI, like guys, this what are you doing? Like that was the like, this woman FBI. was arrested
1: and is going to be in at a trial at, at, in March, this March, just in a couple months. And we're all just like, LOL. Can't wait for the strippers to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if Homeland fr- security came again? I what? brought snacks and I was like, and then they're like, it's so weird. Mary and Meredith didn't show up. And I'm like, no, they're, like, the smart ones, you guys. In this situation, like, I tip my hat.
0: It is, it is so strange. Do, do we smell? Do we They not, like, our snack choices? Whitney can just get off the show, honestly, with Mary, too. She really came downhill this season, I, I think.
1: Oh, she, okay. While we're on the topic of Whitney, I texted you about this. But, like, I swear to God, I'm not a violent person. But if my husband spoke about another woman's boobs the way seth marks talks about whitney's boobs i would smack his ass to 2024 i literally
0: so awkward and weird and confusing but like also i guess i'm just confused in general like why did he say that thing in the elevator where he was like I'm going to act like you're my second wife all night. What does that mean? Is I don't like know. Thing people say? My husband's ever said something <laughs> like that to me. <laughs> I'm confused.
1: Maybe once you hit a certain point, when you're like 25, 30 years in, it's like, eh, you just act like you're the second wife. It was so strange. Also but, Meredith. That, I, whatever. <laughs> Meredith, when she got out onto the balcony or the rooftop, I've never heard her enunciate a word less. And which, I mean, again, I've said this many times on this podcast, like I'm jealous, but out of her mind, when they all got in the hot tub too, I was like, you guys are all disgusting. Sick. And the way that the husbands are shipping them off to Zion is hysterical.
0: I literally think that was so funny.
1: I do kind of like the husband, like culture they're trying to I do too. They're trying to do a Jersey thing with them.
0: Right. It's clear. And I, I'm all for that because I find the husband's hysterical. It's a good group Um, of guys minus
1: Dewey and his,
0: you know. Your wife of it all. But like, Dewey's like really nice. So like, I don't really know what's going on. Like, why do you get from A a to B? I know. I'm a little bit of a Dewey fan. Like, I just think maybe we're misunderstanding what he meant.
1: Maybe it's like a cultural thing. I don't know. I
0: mean, he says it
1: is in their culture,
0: but. Right. But maybe it's just like something different. He just like likes cheesecake bakery and like. I know, he's like, don't we all? Funny, I don't. She, I don't think she's gonna come back. You don't Jenny. think so?
1: No, I don't see it for her. I think that they're gonna start filming in the next like month or so. It said, which when is great. And gets locked up. Well, we will see. I mean, it'll be at prime court like trial time I don't know how long a trial like that lasts to be honest like is that one of those things where it's like five years later she's still like dealing with it can I tell you a really controversial thing I find Jen Shaw so charming I would have given that woman if she asked me for my social security number she asked me for my phone number I would have given her my social she like I when she is good she's good like she's so entertaining (laughs) She's definitely not having a bad
0: season with all things considered. Like yeah. she's pretty, she, she comes across pretty funny and, you know, very charming. I I would say as well.
1: For someone who is literally dealing with like their whole life crumbling, I'm still like captured by her when she's on screen. <laughs> Just truly. Really the, like, the braids and the fur. The braids and the fur as Mary Cosby would say. Um. Yeah. I think that the Mary and Meredith alliance is interesting. Um, I don't get it. And I do want to know what they knew. They must have known.
0: They obviously know more and I want to
1: know what they know. But do you think that they got like one of them got a tip off? that like it was going to happen because these women are high, highly connected people, not necessarily in the federal government, but like, they just know people, you know? And if somebody says like, FYI, like people have been looking into your friend or maybe Meredith's private investigators, like people are looking into your friend on your show, like heads up. And maybe that's why I don't, it's just like, that's such a, it's such a coincidence.
0: It also makes zero sense. I mean, I don't know anything. I've fortunately never been investigated by the FBI that before, you know of. But exactly that I know of. But I would assume that the investigation from the FBI is a very lengthy process because yes. by the time it gets up to them, it's clearly been going on for a while. You don't think that you would have had any idea that somebody mm-hmm. was looking into something? Maybe you didn't think it was the FBI of all. People, but like you didn't get one call from somebody at some point that was like a little suspicious or see right. somebody lingering outside your house. I mean, we all saw Matilda, that was very obvious. Like, come on, there's a car sitting outside your house, it might happen.
1: Yeah, you're right. I do think I just like something in my gut, I, they would never admit it, but something in my gut is like, I think that they, they knew it was coming. And I'm gonna be honest, they like, call the feds, I don't know. Well, I don't think anyone needed to call. I don't know. I don't think anyone needed to call. They're Beauty the feds. And Laser? They're the that feds. They were at
0: Beauty Lab and, La- Lab and Laser.
1: They're the feds, though. They know these things. Jen was like talking about going on a trip that day when she was getting her braids done.
0: That's True.
1: I guess I'm still confused. I still think about why
0: NYPD was there, but that's,
1: it's because that's it's thought. like it has something to do with like it happening in New York. I think um, business, I think like the business, some of the business takes place in New York. If that's maybe where like the company is like, like technically located, I'm not really sure, but I think that's why, um, I don't either. And I don't know what the word appellate means. So it that's one of those things where it's like, um, I, I don't need to know. It's like, I'll, I'll figure it out one day, maybe. And if not, it's fine. Um, Okay, the last thing I want to talk about though is the fight between Jen and Lisa in the bus. Like physical, the escalation, the escalation was insane. When she, when Lisa broke down like
0: that, I literally like could see the terror in her face. Me too. She was like, I'm shut down. I was like, stop, stop. Everyone stop talking. Yes. This woman is having a breakdown. Yeah. You need to stop.
1: I've seen that before in people like, and you can see the switch. And right before that was when it happened. And it was like, I think she just kind of disassociated and just went into survival mode. And unfortunately, Jen Shaw is only in survival mode all the time. All the time. So, I mean, of course, we got the TVC to be continued, but they didn't show a preview, which I was annoyed with. I was
0: waiting. And then, of course, I saw stupid Andy luring me in to watch what happened live instead of the preview which I was really hoping would come but I just think that Jen's best quality I guess I would say best in quotes is like getting people to that point and then just going even harder when they like can't do it anymore and that's exactly what she did with poor Lisa and she was literally going to punch her in the face which is like I don't know if you're like awaiting trial I probably wouldn't be like getting into physical altercations but who am
1: I she does know how to poke the bear she knows how to find things with people that irritates them and what she's really good at is playing word games and semantics my dad always said I was really great at that too um so game recognizes game because I if somebody says one word wrong in an argument I'll Pull that word out and then start throwing it back at them. And that's exactly what Jen was doing. And it, it's not healthy. you know. I've been in therapy for years, but uh, and it I can think, be successful, but it can get you, you. You can win an argument. You won't feel good about it, but you can win the argument and you can break a person. Um, and that's why I'm, I am where I'm at in life right now. Um, speaking of broken people, here's a transition for you. Euphoria season two premiered yesterday. Also just a quick shout out to, to Righteous Gemstones. I don't remember if I mentioned it at the end of last week, but it's so funny. Righteous gemmies, I told Kelly to watch it last night. Um, it's so good if you guys haven't seen season 1 you should go back. But Euphoria, we've been waiting for this since 2019. Literally and the longest waiting between so long. seasons. And Kelly, you decided to not jump jump back I in. I made a
0: decision based on my girl's and Dia's announcement, which I kind of made the decision already before she put it up, but once she put it up, it was honestly the only thing I needed to just push me into my decision. I am sorry, but that show just hits differently on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. It is scary. <laughs> yeah, nervous. I'm uncomfortable. I'm triggered. I'm emotional. And I can't start my week off like that anymore. I had to pull out.
1: Yeah. So Zendaya posted on Instagram, basically just like as a warning, like the show isn't for everybody. It is very dark. It's very heavy. This season, maybe more so than season two. And I will say she's not wrong. Season two, I'm sorry, more so than season one, season two opened with like, it was a, it was, first of all, it felt like a feature film. It was so, they shot it on film, which means nothing to me, but like, I just watched the like little after, like inside the episode. Um, It felt so long and it was so heavy. So much happened. I think that to your point, like the Sunday scaries, whether Mm -hmm. you buy into them or not, exist. You know, you just kind of are kind of dreading getting into the week, the work week. And the last thing you need is then to watch 10 young adults make the most horrible life decisions continuously. Continuously. I used to, last season in
0: 2019, I loved Victoria. I did, but I would have to watch 30 minutes of what I call normal TV. After Euphoria was yeah. over before I went to bed because I could not just go to bed. Especially that diner episode oh. that we got like in the interim. I still think about that sometimes. I do too. It is
1: just- I am not kidding. Like I actually, just to talk about therapy again, after the finale of season one, I had to talk about that episode for like weeks in therapy because I couldn't like shake it. And I'm fortunate enough to not like, I don't have any buddy who, you know, suffers from like substance abuse issues, the way like that it's portrayed with like Zendaya's character. So it wasn't triggering in that sense. I can only imagine what it's like for people who have to deal with that in their own life, but it was just the, 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 the decisions that were made in that episode is actually what like stuck with me so much and just the heaviness of it. And I know I just keep saying the heaviness, but like, that's truly just what it was. And I just couldn't, like, I felt like I honestly went into, like, a depressive episode after yes. it. Yes. And, I mean, that, that to a degree, like, you have to, like, give them credit for, like, the power of filmmaking. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like, it's a very well shot show. It obviously is very, you know, and it elicits feelings. And that's technically what the shows should do or movies or whatever film. Um, But, yeah, just the... I don't need any more of that type of feeling in inside of my Sunday.
1: (laughs) I I think that's smart. And I think that's that's self, that's self-care. I, what
0: can you spoiler alert a minute and just say what happened? Like what's going on with
1: the crew? Okay. I would love to. So basically I actually wrote down some notes because I thought you would ask. Um, so, it was actually all the notes I wrote down were just depressing and sh- heavy shit. <laughs> okay, so perfect. The, the great thing is, is we got a backstory on Fez, who's her drug dealer. Um, drug dealer. And if you guys, one of, I think, and I might have said this on this podcast, the episode that I think won Zendaya, the, the, whatever she won an Emmy, maybe, I think she was, it was an Emmy, was when she was pounding on his door saying, you did this to me. And he was on the other side of it. Again, that makes me feel so anxious just thinking about that, not even having to watch it. Um, So you get a whole backstory on him and how he came to be, which was really interesting. And I love that we get to learn more about him. But of course, it's very sad. And then we get to the New Year's Eve party and that's where shit's going down. And Nate and Cassie, Sydney Sweeney, are like, they kind of have a, they connect um, in that, like they have sex in the bathroom, but then Maddie's on the other side of the door trying to go in cause she has to pee and she starts lobbing. I think Maddie is one of the best characters in yes. the entire world. Um, because she starts lobbing. It's like, this is a huge house party, right? New Year's Eve, all high school kids out of their minds on drugs and alcohol. And she starts screaming on the other side of the door because he's taking so long because they're trying to figure out how to how do they figure out like to deal with this. Yeah. She starts screaming, Are you pooping at a party? And she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, You're pooping in there. You can't poop in a at a party. It was I just was like dying because it was so okay. funny. Okay.
0: And then that shows like how I feel like there was like glimpses of that of their like childhood, like how they are like how they're still so immature and like. Yes, you know, even saying that. And then you're like, wait, but they're like doing these crazy, like fentanyl patches. I like can't eat even.
1: I know. Okay. So she, um, doesn't find out that they hooked up. Um, Cassie, I, I forgot Cassie was like pregnant at the end of the last season. So that kind of was like the whole fallout of that. And like, she's just like, I think in a funk now. Um, and Zendaya is, uh, unwell. Um, she is doing every drug ever. Uh, we get the, the pleasure of seeing a girl put heroin into her crotch. Not anyone we know, but another person who is for what purpose. I don't why the crotch. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like, you know, like, you know, that rumor when you were younger of like, if you put a tampon soaked in alcohol in that you get drunk fast. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't no, know it was the butthole. Like,
0: actually, I think it was the butthole. <laughs> I don't think um, so. Was it? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Wait. Oh, so you're saying so she did heroin in her crotch. Yeah. I thought you meant like she was like hiding it, like for jail purposes. Or oh, whatever. no, no, no,
1: no. She injected. Um, and so like it was just – it was a very off-the-rails episode. Uh, Zendaya did meet – um new guy, his name is Elliot. And I think okay. that it's gonna be this love triangle between her and Jules and Elliot now. Well, and, I'm very upset you haven't said one word about Jules, and that's the only person I care about. So well, Jules was me. kind of like low-key featured, she was just like dancing the night away, and then Zendaya, who almost died with Elliot because she did like, uh, here's the thing. I'm not cool enough to know what any of these drugs are. Um, So she did a a drug out of an Altoid box and was like almost dead from it. She had like literally had to have this guy do her pulse to make sure she was at 56 heartbeats a minute. And she was like, okay, (laughs) she does Adderall to like bring her heart rate back up and he saves her. And now she and Jules get back together. Oh, wow. But I think, and they said this at the end of the episode, like the behind the scenes, that um, any, the only thing Rue has always wanted is to be able to have jewels and have drugs at the same time. And before she felt like she could only have jewels or only have drugs. So they wanted to get them back together quickly so they could explore if she can do that. But I think this Elliot guy is going to add some complications. And then the biggest thing that happened was Fez beat the living shit out of Nate. Uh, because they hate each other and Nate called the cops on Fez and um, almost like ruined his life and Nate sucks but uh, he 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 just sucks. He's so, he is honestly I think one of the scariest characters on television I've ever seen. He
0: is very, 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 very scary but what about um, Zendaya's um, uh, sponsor?
1: We did not see Ali in the episode. Okay. Okay. Um, he was we only got like a clip of them at the diner but he wasn't in it this was like only truly like the only new year's eve night it took all place on new year's eve night minus the flashbacks to fez's childhood um the preview for the whole season looks so heavy i i it is one of those things that like i watched it monday morning and it definitely was easier to go down um you have to watch it with the sun up you got to watch it with the sun up. I think it's, I think it is. I mean, everybody can handle certain different things, but like, it is one of those shows that I do appreciate that the cast is like, we know this is dark. Um, yes. and like do what you need to do. And I'll just say again, if you need a palate cleanser, watch Ra- righteous gemstones. Cause it's so fun. Yeah. Or Sex Lives of College Girls. Or Sex Lives of College bunch. Girls. Or the normal TV after. Emily in Paris, which just quickly renewed for season three and four at Netflix. That was a mistake. The Whoever fact decided that. We are going to be have... watching Emily in Paris until at least 2024. is crazy. I also
0: would like to say the fact that the true ones know. They would notice that Emily in Paris was wearing the same dress that Whitney Rose was wearing in last week's episode. Emily in Paris was wearing it at the um, ending fashion show.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Exact same dress. Look at you. I know.
1: I'm, I'm boots on the ground, you know. Um. Speaking of boots on the ground, you wanted to talk about oh, yes. something on I HBO. Watched- the thing
0: I watched last night instead of Euphoria, um, Beanie Mania. Um, it is extremely the opposite of Euphoria. Um, but you know what? I'm just here to, to shout it out from the rooftop. If you haven't given it a watch, check it out. It really brings the nostalgia back in. But, you know, I had no idea that we were blessed enough to live in the hub of where it all went down with the Beanie Babies. I thought that this was like this and all over the country, but it all started right here in good old Chicago. It did? and the Yes. And the Beanie Mania started with moms in Naperville. So. Oh my God. I, I thought that we were like just, you know, one of the many dealing with it, but it was actually just so crazy because we were living in the the place. The where center. A, mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting. Ty Warner is a very interesting guy. Very wild story. Um, And I just think you should just give it a go if you don't, if you. It's a documentary. It's a documentary that goes through kind of like why it blew up. um, What kind of why. Um, collectibles were so sought after in the time of the 90s. Mm. Um, and you know how it all blew up, and the moms that were behind all the craziness were just complete vultures on mm. the streets. And um, they really went for it as far as finding just savage, savagely getting these. You know, little beanie babies with the tags and the the cover over the tag to make yes. sure it didn't bend. And you know, it's it's a it's a very interesting um display of kind of what happened. And I was kind of trying to remember what beanie babies meant
1: in my life. Did you have a collection of beanie babies? I did. And I think that like we never were obsessed with it so much that we were like, we gotta keep these for, for my my future you know, for money, this right. It's going to be worth millions. Like I, we never were that into it, but I mean, I had like, I had some, I had probably like 10.
0: Right. I feel like what I did is I, I would like get them like in my Easter basket. was like a bunny one, like things like that. It wasn't yeah. like, I gotta go. Hunt you were a collector. Yes. But people were, and there were large baby shows at the place that's like right down the street from my parents house that people would come from near and far in order to like trade and like find the like you know princess diana beanie baby and like the y2k beanie baby and
1: like it was wild so um have you ever seen broad city yes there's one episode of broad city and i thought i took it as canon that there's a Jean Binet beanie baby. And on this, yes. pod- on this podcast, one time I went to bat saying there was a Jean Binet beanie baby that was worth millions. And then I found out that that was all fake.
0: Fake, Unfortunately, but that is really funny.
1: <laughs> um, speaking of nostalgia, I do want to just shout out, uh, I just told you about this right before we hopped on the call, but there's this new game that everyone's obsessed with on Twitter called Wordle. And it's literally so simple. You guys just Google Wordle and it's like the first result and it's a game. It just has one interface. All you do is you have, there's five boxes and you have to type in a five letter word. And if the letter is in the word, it'll turn yellow. If it was in the wrong spot, that'll be yellow. If it's in the right spot, it'll be green. And then you have to, you have six opportunities to guess the word. And it's really fun. One game a day. And then they just release a new game every day. You can't go back and play old games. And if you need just like that five minute, like break, mental break, I really recommend it. Um, It kind of gives me like the words with friends, Candy Crush vibes. But like you have only like, you can't consume hours and hours of your time on it. So I just wanted to shout out Wordle. Um, I miss words with friends.
0: I, I schooled everyone in that game. Always. Did you ever cheat? Never. Oh. Like Google it or something? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not a cheater.
1: Oh, okay. Um, you, you cheated. I might have. And we might have been playing together because that feels like a time when we pro- might have that definitely
0: seems like a time that we might have and your vernacular has always been much better than mine so honestly that's now I know that it was just because you were cheating
1: (laughs) um okay the last thing we can talk about the bachelor very fast um because Kelly I know you haven't seen it there is a new villain afoot her name is Cassidy and she's so entertaining and unhinged because she I mean she's there for the wrong reasons but even better she's literally said on camera while mic'd up. uh, I have a guy that I was texting right before they took our phones away and he wants to hook up when I get back. God bless. Shut up. I mean, just I just love when people are so unaware that they're on a television show and she just tells another girl this, but the best part is the other girl is like, it's all on it's documented because she also said it on camera while mic'd up. So the, it, it, we get the episode. It ends on a cliffhanger. Colton or not Colton Clayton is considering taking the Rose back. I'm sure he will, but I just loved, I love it. I think that's the mess that I like on the show. I don't like when I don't need to see like people be the fact that people are saying that they might already be falling in love with him is just insane You've spent 45 minutes with him max. This is episode two, yeah? Correct. Yeah, episode two. Um, But yeah, I just love it. And then, oh, one more thing. The White Lotus season two, we talked about it last week. And I know that a lot of people actually messaged me about this. So I was excited. Thank you for participating, listeners. Because if you do want us to talk about anything, just holler. They just um announced that Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec will be joining White Lotus season 2. She is going to be playing the wife of uh she's she's playing a woman who's married to a guy that goes to the resort with his hus- her husband and her his friends. So, wait, do we know the plot of
0: White Lotus season 2?
1: No. So they haven't said exactly what the plot's going to be just that like it's going to take place at the resort at the Hawaiian resort and it's so I don't know. I mean, I guess they're, I guess it's just going to be like a new cast of characters. Jennifer well, Coolidge yeah. is going to be the only person that I think returns. That's a rumor. Oh, well,
0: thank God. I'm so excited to see Jennifer Coolidge again. My favorite human being in the entire planet.
1: Uh, but I'm just well, like, excited. Aubrey Plaza, I, Aubrey Plaza is a good addition. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah. He That's got gonna stabbed. Be... I forgot
0: <laughs> like how it ended. Sorry. The end was so chaotic. I honestly, like, need to rewatch it again because after the poop, I just, like, got completely taken away mentally. It was mentally. insane.
1: And then it yeah. was, like, it really was, like, I think the poop was more shocking than the stab. The poop was so much more shocking than the stab. This is but I do a poop remember talk pod. <laughs> Are you pooping at a party? Are you pooping at a party? That's what. We would, they would say, what was his name? Um, Armand, Armand. Good job. That's such a good memory. Really so, but nobody else will
0: be the same. Just Jennifer Coolidge. Okay, fine.
1: Yeah. And I don't even know if it's going to be anthology where like she's not even playing herself, but I would love if she played the same character. Oh, well,
0: same. And I would love if we could see her boyfriend and I would love if she could give that poor woman money. Oh my I God. I know. Open up the day spa. Just open it up. Bring that up. That's so upset. Setting. I can't even talk about it.
1: Um. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining me on my first weekly episode. You guys, I'm so excited that it's weekly. That's gonna be so great. We got. We got to
0: collect all the stuff to talk about
1: so much to talk about and on that note if you have anything you want us to discuss on pop chaser next week i will be joined by sam bush bravo historian and we will discuss all all the things in pop culture if you guys listen to hot off the mess you know that we can go on and on and on Um, i would love for you to dm me or you can dm her or you can dm the dip and until next tuesday i hope everyone has a fantastic week and you can check us out on the dip.com use promo code popchaser for 50% off your annual subscription and cheers thanks kelly thank you California's Great America has done the impossible. They've taken the best of the California coastline and poured it into one park. Dive right in at South Bay Shores, your Bay Area destination for water park fun all summer long. With the Pacific Surge Slides to get hearts racing, Tide Pool Lagoon for the little ones, restaurants and comfy cabanas. So jump in and enjoy. Save up to 30% on tickets at
0: cagreatamerica.com. California's Great America, for the fun of it.